0: Double whammy coming up, double header for us, David. Without Pete because he's still doing a job. I know, annoyingly, we've been here. like keeps getting to make know, a proper job for a race living. finished two hours ago. Craziness.
1: We're not uh, waiting. We're just no, impatient. We did wait. That's we the did thing. wait. We, we did wait, and yeah. we've just had to pull the cord, unfortunately. Yeah, but you did
0: your studio thing with Gary. How did that go? Good? That went well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: you know, it's always a bit kind of. I don't want him to tell me what we're talking about beforehand, so it's fresh. Yeah, and then just sit there for about fifteen seconds afterwards, finding if they got it. Yeah, because you can just never do it again. Yeah. So we did it once, so yeah. it was all good. Does he
0: ever, does he warn you what he's going to ask you? Not really, does no, he ever I don't ask him.
1: Like, no, you quite like that, don't you? You I prefer like just it. to be I, kind of non-prepped. Yes, 100 Otherwise you start thinking about it and then you fumble it. Yeah. I mean, you know that.
0: Absolutely. That, yeah, that is a sort of phenomenon of kind of live yeah. telly versus pre-recorded telly. That's um, that's
1: very true. Yeah. Well, yeah, so but it was a good days racing. It was. In it, both ponies and Tireno Adiratico. Yeah, we, we can Yeah, we watched both. both. So That's the reason
0: like. uh, this may interest viewers, the reason that um, I mentioned it in commentary, but they'd probably cut it out because it's a bit boring. But um, the reason that Parney started and finished so early today, and started and finished, and will start and finish so early tomorrow, although you're probably listening to that tomorrow, so for that read today on the final day Sunday, is that Rugger, In it, rugby. rugby we, tried of,
1: we tried a little bit of rugby commentary. Throw, kick, kick, run, throw, pass. <laughs> yeah, which is exactly what they do if they were watching a bike race. It'd yeah, pedal. Break. Yeah. Turn. <laughs> Sit down. Stand up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it's today's stage. Today's, today's stage was yeah. a very
1: hard stage. Once again, oh, I'm to need my glasses next time. Um, we're going to get the t- last two hours of racing. That's when yeah. the feed goes up. Yeah. So, we didn't see the first half of the race, but by yeah. all accounts. Uh, well, uh, I don't know what's happening.
0: There were 19 riders in the original breakaway and it finally went, including um, yes, that bit. Including Remy Cavagna, who's the best placed in the general classification, but he's no real threat. He was three minutes and 20 seconds down. Loads of abandons on the road today. Loads of non-starters as well. Mm-hmm. It was kind of decimation. I think over 10 riders didn't complete today one way or another. Mads
1: Pedersen gave up. <laughs> That's
0: what it said in the <laughs> official Depeche. Like the Green jersey just gives up. Yeah. It's quite pejorative. Captain
1: Tarling was up, off up the road. And Captain
0: Tarling, who's been like Ineos' only point of Of light, I would suggest. Yeah,
1: no, he's been phenomenal. I mean, we're saying... I was saying, Paranese is renowned as being one of the hardest kind of early season stage races mainly because of the weather and just the level of everybody and the fact that it's kind of almost a self-fulfilling prophecy because everyone comes knowing it's going to be a hard race and yet he's been present in every stage and today was a really hard stage and he was up the road They were just, basically today was two long climbs,
0: one quite early it was quite a short stage, 140 something, a really long climb and then a long descent and then sort of up and down and up and down (coughs) and then the final climb that was nearly 16 kilometres and was pretty steep um and, uh, and, but the puzzler, the baffler, there was a bit of a baffler today. I don't know. Maybe you can explain it. Once news came that Tarling was no longer part of the big breakaway up the road, um, Ineos got on the front for a They bit. did
1: get on the front because I think UAE had been controlling it admirably because the, the group of 19 were kind of hovering just under three minutes, yeah. which was very good. Um, yeah. but they did burn through a lot of riders to do that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Ineos was went to the front, and Omar Frayli just kind of started hammering it, and they brought back about 30, 40 seconds, and then they just seemed to stop. And yeah, it was weird. That was their last
0: contribution to the race. You he
1: started riding.
0: Apart yeah. from... I mean, something I...
1: Well, I, I think and it's Danny Martins, because then he got piped pretty early on in the final... Climb, I can so only he conclude he's sick. Yeah, okay.
0: Well, he won the Tour of the Algov. You know, he's yeah. going... He and was that was going, good riders
1: there, weren't there? It wasn't like... It, Tour de Gaulle is a strong race, isn't it? Not as
0: strong as Paris-Nice, but it's not not a gimme, is it? He looked really good there and he beat some strong riders. I
1: can't believe that his form could collapse. That's hugely demoralising for him and the team because he's a big one for them, I hope. So, actually, it's a good thing
0: to talk about. No Egan Bernal yet. No No. flickerings of form good enough to win the Tour de France. Not even close. No. Danny Martinez doing this here. It's not ideal. I know it's only March, but Mm -hmm. still... You've got to put plans in place now for July yeah. if you're going to be a credible team yeah. there, right? No. So, I mean,
1: so who's the best... I mean, Jesus? Teo's riding well in Tirano, That's. The, I was trying to tease you into saying that name. Yeah, but you just can't... I mean, top 10, possibly a fifth for Teo at the Tour de France if he's scintillating. Possibly. Well, well, he's going better than... On the evidence of what we're seeing in these he's two... He's racing really well in Tirano. He's
0: He's their best at yeah. the moment he's their best prospect the but best. it's not it doesn't feel like a tour winning prospect or a tall podium prospect no, particularly, no, not in doesn't. this company no 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 so uh, yeah so they're a bit of they're in barney rubble they're in barney yeah. mate yeah um anyway that but uh, the breakaway sort of like um you know started to splinter riders got piped out the back uh and eventually a kind of group of three or four emerged. five it was in the end um from whom and it's just about the only prediction i've got right uh <laughs> I said Kobe Hosens would win from this group of five would win the combativity and did he get it yeah he got it oh well done he deserved it it was hotly debated by a producer who said it always goes to a French rider Mm, but I thought I knew on this occasion that Kobe Hosens, having watched the Hosens technique and that is a Hosens technique he was definitely going to be
1: last man standing he was strong and he went right from the bottom of that final 15k climb which was no messing around
0: but I think I kind of thought at the time didn't quite have the courage of my convictions to say it in commentary but I'll say it here I think it was just, he knew that that breakaway had no chance of success. And it was it was pr- precisely that. He just attacked because he knew that, realistically, he was going to be on the podium with a yeah. combativity award. And he, he knows that he's good at doing that. And he was aggressive and
1: combative. And so that's what the award's for. Exactly. So he gave it a nudge, even though it was a losing battle. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it did force Tobias Foss to do the most insane yeah, that, final climb. That was climb. comical at a, t- at a point, wasn't it? It was, it was just like 10K, 11Ks, I think. Or was it that it was much? Ten, no, 10Ks. 10 ten. So just so, no, no. So I think uh, Vingegaard, actually, because then Vigil. Tobias, Vigil. Vigil. Tobias peeled over, and then Vingegaard just sort of like got accelerated. the way you're accelerated. first name terms of them, uh, Tobias. Tobias. But, you know, I like um, Tobias. Okay. It's a nice name, isn't it? Yes. Um, so Tobias. Um, he peeled off, and then Vingegaard just kind of took it himself. There was a real sense of Vingegaard just trying to prove himself today. Yeah. Because Jumbo Visma did it's not need to do all that. Got, a psychodrama going on. Very it, much it? so. That yeah. was like a kind of, I'm not bad. Yeah. I am not bad. He looked terrible. Like. He looked awful. I mean, look, he looked like he was suffering from yeah. really early on, way before the other contenders were. Mm-hmm, yeah, there was no we're Robocop song for about him, was no. there? He was... Um, but then, actually, then we watched it and Pogaccio was kind of riding a weird race in that he countered Vingegaard again. Yeah. Um, as he did in the stage he won, but... And again, Vingegaard pegged him, but then David Godu kind of attacked and bridged across to Pogacar. But Pogacar, it was hard to tell because Pogacar's style is so... You can never... Well, he always looks like Pogacar. Yeah. There's no real difference. He's either Pogacar going fast or Pogacar sprinting. Yeah. There's no difference. Yeah. Uh, But And so we had this sort of idea that he was almost (laughs) toying with Vingegaard and kind of playing with him because then Vingegaard came up and he kept looking around. Yeah. Uh, He did end up winning the stage, but what was interesting afterwards, he... He looked absolutely on his hands and knees, Pogac. Pog, yeah. yeah. And he said as much, didn't he? He, he said that was that by far hardest, the hardest
0: race. And yeah. bear in mind, the sixth race that he's won yeah. in early March. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, he won the H- H- End Paradiso Classica, yeah.
1: or whatever it's called. Team OE, UAE it's has season. the most wins of the season so far. 12 wins. UAE? Yeah. Oh, because of him. Well, yeah. who else has been winning for uh, that? I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Sprinter? a Sprinter? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Who is their sprinter? Come know. on, it must be one of the big ones. An it Italian guy or something. <laughs> he, do, he didn't. He oh, got mistaken. Didn't get a win in UAE. This is just really revealing. I don't know. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Yates yeah. has he won? Adam Yates. I don't think yeah, he took it. Didn't he take a winner? He took one of the summits
1: finishes in okay, UAE, there didn't you go. he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, they got 12 wins, so it's pretty impressive. But yeah, half of them are, 50% of those wins are Thaddeus Pogacar. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Godot looked amazing. Groupama FTJ were by far the I'm, kind of the, the most numerous team. I'm heavily Italian. invested in David Godou. You might have picked up I've on i picked that. up on it. He's kind of, I feel like he's come My out of the shadow of Pierre Matin. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Which, who was, off, who was with, off the go front, go go. front go. in Tirreno, and you weren't nice. at all excited no, because he was off the
0: front with um, sort of fifteen kilometers to go and an eleven second advantage in a group of four. Yeah. Um so I couldn't see that one sticking, <coughs>
1: to be honest. That goes for the strength actually of Jumbo Visma. They're on the front kind of ripping to pieces Paris Nice. Uh, one Tobias, rider. Tobias. Actually, Tobias. Hoidung, van Hoydong didn't have to did a it, huge bit of a little bit of a and the whole team they were saying the whole team we we didn't watch it because obviously we were watching Paris nice yeah. and then it fin- finished earlier so we went geeks that we are went and yeah. just sat in the office and watched you know
0: after i lay down a bit you, down, you did a, one of mine yeah, yeah did a proper lie down in the office and, and, um, and woke myself up snoring and i think you and then you what?
1: went to the ho- hobnob drawer didn't you i had I th- how many i counted them i think i may have had seven or eight chocolate i hobnobs think you did because no, three custard, custard creams so There's this big drawer called the drawer of death but it's just literally,
0: it's a deep drawer, isn't it? It must be kind of like yeah. t- two foot deep. And it's packed with oh, chocolate it's biscuits it's and things like, like that. Um, but the thing is, there were two packets of chocolate hobnobs in there, big packets. And mm-hmm. one of them had like a third of the biscuits left in it. Yeah. And we both went there together. And we both went hobnobs. Yeah, let's take the packet, I think was the words I said. Yeah. And sure enough, you took the packet and I made a cup of tea or something like that, joined you a bit later, thinking we'll share, we'll effectively share the, that that quarter of a packet is all you thought
1: yeah yeah because they're quite a lot and i literally walked into the office and they'd gone you'd eaten them uh no there's another pack in there they mysteriously just multiply okay but you but the packet you'd taken out of the drawer you'd literally eaten oh yeah in about uh, i mean seconds i don't think it was even a minute it's been a long time since i've eaten um chocolate hobnobs or digestives and the packs have got smaller you've got bigger No, no, no! They've definitely got the cylinder. The the kind of the sealed cylinder. Well, Carolyn, our
0: exec producer, was saying that about Toblerones today. That they've Uh, they've increased the valleys. They've increased the valleys in the Toblerones because today was a Toblerone stage at Paris Mm, Nice, wasn't it? A bit. No, Tenera. No, no, no. Today's Toreno stage was an old school Toblerone.
1: Oh, yes, got you. Okay.
0: Paris Nice stage was it a was new a school, was Toblerone. a modern one
1: with a valley in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was.
0: But then no sooner had you eaten all those hobnobs, but you went back for custard
1: creams. Well, I I'd, I'd kind of, I'd opened the You were deeply in, invested by that point. I o- opened the floodgates. Yeah. It's that yeah. time of day, isn't it? It's yeah. the afternoon. Yeah. Afternoon tea, afternoon yeah. hobnob. So Tobias Foss was on the front. Yes, and he caught, was phenomenal. Caught the break. Yeah. Eventually caught
0: Kobe Hossens. He was still yeah. on the front then, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and in fact, we're watching almost exactly that bit of the race just to flick through our screens because we're, lat- we're actually watching the highlights show. Being oh, is this so it? it They're just running the through. Oh, very good. A, that will be played out that you will have seen. And there's. Um, mm. Who's that, David? Oh, I said his yeah, name. Sorry, Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson. Yeah. Simon <laughs> Craig Anderson. Yep. Um, then what happened? Uh, so, we didn't really so- see the moment when Foss pulled over no. because someone had done a big attack. Chris Harper
1: oh uh, that was it yeah because it was slowing down because obviously down. Tobias was getting tired the engine was seizing up a bit and they were starting to group up a bit I mean taking to account kind of, he'd already kind of reduced so that's it at the bottom we're just like, watching that on TV it's still 50 or 60 riders yeah. by the time he pulled off it was like 12 yeah it was like oof yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it was kind of it was headwindy a lot of that climb as well yeah and it did 10k's of it so yeah. and we were discussing this in commentary he is clearly a future GC racer yeah world time trial champion who can climb yeah whew,
0: yeah, but I think the point I was trying to make is how old is he? Twenty four, something like that. I, I I think the surprising thing I found about Tobias Foss is that I didn't see him as a, a nor did Remco Evenepoel yeah. as a world time trial champion. No. So for me, he's been a, a future GC racer who I didn't know he had the world time trial champion thing in the locker. No. And no I one also saw that. think potentially he won't win it again. I don't think he's going to be a Tony Martin, Fabian Cancellara, no. dominant figure in that discipline. And I think you're right. I think he's, if he, if he weren't riding for Jumbo Visma, or even if potentially in the future, he might turn into that for Jumbo Visma. But on any other team, he'd be a leader, I think.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm sure he's paid like a leader on um, yeah. Jumbo Visma. Yeah. The size of their budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, 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 so yeah. then,
0: yeah, they're saying Harper launched this attack. Didn't last long, did it? Alula? Alula, um, Foss, at that moment when Harper went, peeled off. Vingegaard then kind of did a riding faster move.
1: Yeah. He did taking
0: a, everyone with him sort of no punching. It was no, really weird. Yeah, it he kind weird, of didn't it have one. One. it was like go but only that, to this extent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was and I don't know whether it was just But that's why I think a lot of it was kind of psychologically just no legs. I just don't think he's got that um, cuz in order to have the the explosiveness you need to be really at the top of your game. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't seem to have that kind of that real big explosiveness. He tried on yeah. Thursday to kind of Tap into that explosive, explosive to try and yeah. close the gap on Pogacar, and it nuked him. Yeah, and so he's and we saw him on the climb today. I mean, he was best of the rest. He was third in the stage, yeah. and then Simon Yates. There weren't huge gaps. Yeah, so kind of actually because I think the, the first eight riders were in, within a minute in the end. Yeah, um, which goes to show normally that's the case of second or third to tenth, but because Pogacar hadn't done one of his destruction derbies. He was where second place normally is, yeah, or third yeah. place. He, I hear you. Um, yeah. Which meant, but Vingegaard was riding like best of the rest. Yeah. And it was Godu and Pogaccia that were so slowing down was, tactically. yeah. And he was, because he only finished, because Yates attacked from the remaining of the group in the last K, K and a half. And he was, he having was only a only wh- handful of seconds behind Vingegaard at the finish line.
0: He was having one of those races that we've seen in the past from... Garrett Thomas and Tom Dumoulin it was exactly
1: like that he was doing a, a Garrett Thomas at last pace, Tour de France pace, pace
0: pace pace dependent on the pace that's being set yeah. up front here I am again and now i am dropped again and I'm kind of clear in my own category in third place I'm Completely. the third fastest rider in this peloton yeah 100% it's it very is. interesting to see and, um, and quite at times I'm finding it a little bit tough to see Vingegaard on the back foot to the extent that he is I think the distance that he is you know he's nearly a minute down on GC in Paris-Nice on Pagacci, which is an unusually large distance in this race, it's it's a lot, for, and for yeah. a, for a man who won the Tour de France last year, it's a it's got uh, he has got a decent amount to come back.
1: And also, I think the fact with. that meanwhile in Tirreno, Primoz Roglic, the former number one at uh, Jumbo, yeah. Jumbo, is now which uh, has well, won three stages back to back, and he's leading, he's wearing all the jerseys there. It seems, yeah, I mean, just nuts, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, and then and then
0: in the end um, you know Godou well the three of them came to the last couple of hundred meters together didn't they yeah. and then um, it's, it's a really weird moment where David Godou sat up just to wipe his hands on the back on his bum just to get, get his hands the sweat yeah. off his hands to get ready for the sprint yeah. and uh, Vingegaard saw that moment and just darted up on the left mm, which triggered everything which triggered Pogacha. and P- triggered Pogaccia <laughs> and Pogaccia went once and then he went for real. In yeah. Bit we described where he actually stands up and then well, he, he sat. truly he, terrified. He
1: sat down to just yeah. close the gap on Vingegaard. Yeah. So Vingar was in a classic if and doubt lead out. He was yeah, pegged. Yeah. He may as well try something, he otherwise, been, yeah. he's just going to get dropped. To the moment the sprint starts. Yeah. And then he just, he kind of, he almost has three stages of his sprint, Poyacha. Yeah. Kind of spins, yeah. then kicks, yeah. then sits down, and then kicks again. Yeah. It's like, wow. And even when he's exhausted. Yeah. So, another dominant win. It's amazing that Pogacar can do that and you think, oh, he's had a bit of an off day. Yeah, ridiculous. And he still just cruises yeah, it. Yeah, Really. Yeah. But God is looking amazing. God is looking be- like, way, really way, got him. so much better than, yeah. than he's ever looked before. Yeah. Yeah, he's handling it. Um...
0: Is that are you setting up a call here? No, no, I'm just putting on in case okay. Pete can make oh, it. Oh, right, okay, yeah, he's yeah, back, he's back, but we may yeah. not get him in time for this pod. I don't think so. No, no. I don't think it's gonna happen. Now. <laughs> um, um, and just finally, Tureno, then we watched, so yeah, what so what was happening? Guillaume Martin was in that move, and then Guillaume
1: Martin, two movie stars, did a nice two up that forced that because we we turned on when they were doing this crazy laps and and Waltz was obviously driving it up, and I think this is what confused the commentators we were listening to because apparently younger first were all together had it all completely under control and I think well if not, then ripped it up there and destroyed the whole peloton mm. that's we saw this brilliant moment of alaphilippe just peeling off and like yeah. like almost like waving kind of oh this is ridiculous yeah, yeah. <laughs> He like literally threw in the towel, didn't he? Yeah. And then we heard something. And Robbie McQueen said
0: you. he threw in the towel and then picked it back, back up, up again. In. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we knew it, we saw he was back on Mount Vernon. Oh, what about Robbie's thing that he said oh, three l- times? Four
1: times in the end. Four times. Four times. His. What was it? His. The, no. The, the head says. The head says. go. No. no. Yeah. no the he, uh, uh, the head. The legs say yes. The legs say yes. The head says go and and Primoz Roglic has won three in a (laughs) row, and he 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 liked it it so much
0: he liked it so much he said it four times four
1: times (laughs) oh god he was like just stumbled across a gem (laughs) and was like not letting anybody forget it (laughs) Which made it less of a gem. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, Robbie will have T-shirt range. Already. Oh yeah, like, that's it. Uh, like filled with um,
0: <laughs> it's Roach. It's Stephen Roach. And Primoz Roglic <laughs> who, has won three. In he was right. trying to
1: force that one on people, was wasn't he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, very oh, good. Uh, yeah, well, it was another one of them from Roglic, wasn't it? Crazy, beautiful Terreno finish, and I, I do remember the town that it finished in. Um, for extra- extraordinary reason, and I'm, I'm hesitating to share it actually. Mm. I'd probably better not, but uh, uh, we were staying in a, an amazing hotel and something deeply upsetting happened out of the blue in there um, with a lady falling oh. from a balcony. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, and it's just one of those, it was it, one of those extraordinary moments in, th- in this absolutely picture-perfect setting when out of the blue something tragic happens and it just oh, kind of God. like, you can't, you yeah, can't yeah. process it. Yeah, you um, can't process it. That's the best Three or four years ago and it suddenly got a flashback mm-hmm. of it watching terreno But... If you wanted to kind of exemplify the difference in the texture and characteristics of Paris-Nice. Oh, and, today was perfect, uh, wasn't it? And, 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 and Terreno. I thought today was absolutely yeah. kind of trademark. Yeah, completely. Um, it was... The difference.
1: Yeah, Paris-Nice is almost kind of like a mini Tour de france isn't it? the In yeah. sort of stage formats, where Everything
0: feels a bit more stretched out yeah. and kind of... And the, uh,
1: is like one day racing. Just so compact, it's isn't it? Like, oh, it was always... In the old days, they used to always do circuits in Tirreno. That was yeah. a big circuit. Actually, no, it used to be like like today in Tirreno. Yeah, you used to always do these circuits. That was used to actually generally be Italian racing, and that's why they they Cirque developed country. that culture of brilliant one day races like Ardennes races and stuff because the majority of their races would finish in these really hard, demanding circuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to be like that Bartoli or Bettini. Yeah, that style. Yeah. So it's good to see that back because it is such great bike racing when they do that. It was chaos out there in Tirreno. Yeah. It looked hor- it looked hard. So, like, it looks like It looks hard at Paris-Nice, but it's more of a, a kind of a VO2 ramp test hard, where it's just kind of slowly getting you, whereas in Tirreno, yeah. it was like criterium hard. Well, you're spot on,
0: because Daniel yeah. down at the start line today, previewing today's stage, interviewed both first and second on GC, and mm. he said to Tadej Pogaccio, it was quite funny when he said, said, how do you feel your condition is when faced with this challenge today of a long, of a 45-minute climb? And Pogaccio yeah. was listening to his question already starting to smile, mm. and then to turn Daniel went, I don't think it'll be forty-five minutes like <laughs> Such that. Such a, a classic podcast. Forty-three 40 mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. Anyway, um, and uh, and and then apparently he asked Godou the same question, and Godou said, "Yeah, the, today's finish is a forty-five-minute yeah. time trial effort up a mountain
1: like that." Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And there you go. That's yeah. the difference. Well, we're wrapping, Pete. We're wrapping the podcast now. Uh, yeah. Do you
0: want to just say hello? Yeah. Say hello, Pete. Yeah. We record you like that.
2: Like what?
0: Like that. Just carry on talking. How are you?
2: Well, oh, hi guys. I'm fine. Just got back to the hotel. Rushed back. drove as quick as I could.
0: Oh, Pete. Well, I know. You were blindsided by the rugby today because in France they they um they start the last two stages of Paris Nice early because they got yeah. rugby on the television.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I did wonder. And we had quite a long day as well, so double whammy.
0: What have you been doing? because the listeners would love
2: to hear. Uh, just a long general endurance ride 170k 3700 meters elevation. Oof. That does exactly what it says on the tin. Nothing <laughs> more than that really, just riding around. Yeah. Steady away. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Time in yeah. the saddle. And with that there
2: because... was a bit it was a big it was a big day yesterday and um, we did like 220 k sort of I don't know. Tempo efforts, if you want to call them that, and then in the morning we did a split. day. who we went old school, and then in the evening we did four five minute team capacity efforts, which effectively is go as fast as you can, as hard as you can when you're on the front.
0: Very cool. And are you still loving? Are you still loving Portugal? Like you got really? Do you remember your little phase last year where you got heavily into like the whole Portugal thing and wanted to relocate there? And yeah.
2: Oh, mate. The, like, it's a hidden gem. It's unreal. The roads that we've just been on, unbelievable. The scenery, there's barely any cars. So, we're close to Coimbra, if anyone knows where that is. Um, it's just unreal. What a place. People are lovely, really accommodating. Nothing not to like.
0: Very good. Yeah. Uh, what time can we pod tomorrow?
2: Um. <laughs> When, uh, I've got a, we've got a recovery day tomorrow,
0: so whenever. Oh, dreamy, dreamy. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll be able to watch the end of Paranese some somewhere on a telly, and we can do it straight after Paris-Nice.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Thanks. Nice to speak to you. Sorry you missed yeah. the pod for a second day in a row, but we'll we'll get you on tomorrow.
2: Get me on. I'm not a guest, like. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, you're not, Pete. You're no, not. You're not. <laughs> All right, boy. See ya.
1: See you, Pete. Bye.